Shooters Connection offers products for competition shooters by competition shooters. With over 80 years of combined competition shooting experience, Shooters Connection is staffed by master and grandmaster shooters who live the shooting sports every day. Every day. We offer same-day shipping. Shooters Connection also sponsors over 100 of your matches every single year. So when it comes to finding everything you need to compete as a beginner or a seasoned grandmaster, Shooters Connection is the only name you need to know. Online at ShootersConnectionStore.com. All right, welcome back to the Hit Factor. I'm Jeremy. He's Jeff. And we have Mr. Potato on us. And we have a super secret special guest. I'm not going to name him yet. Uh, but I'm going to, we'll, we'll get to him. Uh, if you're on the YouTube, he's, he's world famous. So you'll, you'll recognize, uh, his, his shining smiley face. Uh, but we have had discord was hopping today. Uh, so if you're not on the discord, you should get it. Jeff will make a little bit of extra money. Uh, and you know, that way he can, maybe he can have hamburgers instead of bologna next week. Uh, but join the discord. The conversation is great. And the conversation was good today because we were talking about area four and Jeff was the one that was there. And before, before I turn it over to let Jeff talk yet, I want to kind of lay out what happened on the discord because Jeff, Jeff won single stack. He shot well, and we were kind of doing a little bit of looking at results and people were giving him a lot of praise because, like, hey, he did really well even against, like, the limited guys. And, his, you know, his ego's soaring up and it's getting big. And Jeff is kind of like – he didn't, we kind of start looking at analytics and Jeff is kind of uh, – he's kind of basically saying, well, yeah, I pretty much shot as, as good or maybe even better than the guy that won limited. He just beat me because of high cap. Uh, and so then, then potato, potato comes in and what potato does is he shows them actual, like, like a graph of his like shots and time. Cause the, when the AM, they use the AMG Tyner, that stuff's available on practice score and potatoes like, well, really Jeff, like you start out on a stage and like you hang with them, like your first position, but because you get so tired by the end of a 15 second stage, by the time you get to the fourth position, mm-hmm. you're worn out and you can't keep up with them anymore. And you've, you're giving up lots of time just on shooting stuff, irregardless of just bleeding time, just bleeding time at the ends of stages. Yeah. Uh, and so that was just a really great conversation we had on discord. I didn't know if potato or Jeff, either one of you had uh, like, if y'all want to continue that discussion or what? No, that was, that was a great uh, summary. Appreciate that. That, that was a wildly inaccurate summary, but I appreciate it anyway. <laughs> that was what I got out of the conversation. So. No, but there was there was some really great talk about like analytics because we were uh, Potato was posting the graphs of that was showing like each shot throughout a stage and the time the split between each shot. So we were comparing like my shooting to uh, what's the guy that that won limited? Joey Sauerland. Joey Sauerland, yeah. And obviously the guy is shooting faster than me. I never said what Jeremy said. I said, um, but it was a great comparison because you could obviously like see where the reloads were and you could see where I was bleeding time. Uh, and then we got into a discussion about, uh, you know, shooting steel one for one or shooting steel early and, and shooting faster and where I was bleeding time there. Anyway, it was a great discussion and, uh, it was the, 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 broad point 
that at a certain level, caution is a larger penalty than makeups or standing loads, yeah. which was Jeremy's specific point, is if you spend two seconds not missing to avoid a standing load, you've cost more time than the standing load. Correct. Over the course of, say, 20 rounds. Yeah. Anyway. And Jeff was- contests that he would ever do that. Yeah, Jeff agrees with that, even though Potato kind of gave him the like the evidence in practice score that's almost undeniable. But that's okay. <laughs> so if you guys want to be part of these discussions like this, then y'all should be on the Discord because it's it's great. Um, but, okay, Jeff, you were at Area 4. Uh, mm-hmm. You did win single stack. Um, yeah, yeah. Did you shoot the new gun or the old gun? Old gun. Old yeah. gun. Yeah. Old gun is still it uh I trust it right now. It uh it has history. I trust it. I know it's gonna drop mags when it's supposed to. I'm used to the sights, so shot the old gun. And uh you you scraped the power factor floor, if I remember correctly. One sixty six point six. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> If y'all saw in the Discord uh, last week, I was saying that I might not make Power Factor. I was like, I might just have to shoot this gun or shoot the match shooting minor. That's okay. I'll take it. Because I had already loaded match ammo and I wasn't going to redo it. So whatever they gave me is what I was going to shoot the match. But I happened to make Power Factor. So. <laughs> that's, I, uh, I choose to interpret that as supreme confidence. Eh, I'll just shoot minor and still win. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not so much that in that there wasn't really anybody there to challenge me. So it was, yeah, it, it wasn't going to bother me either way. I, I thought there was a good single stack uh, GM registered in uh, uh, yeah. Area 4. What happened? Yeah. Got scared off, man. He's scared. scared. He went scared and shot of Jeff. Limited optics. No, I talked to uh, Timmy this weekend. Yeah, I saw him and asked him why he ran. I cut and ran. <laughs> I don't know if I'm supposed to talk yet or you not, can. but I want to unpack that part because <laughs> you ran him out of the division. You're the only GM. And by what I'm quickly looking at right here, uh, you know, the, well, one of two, three, four, total of four single stack shooters ran major power factor. Obviously you were close, but you were still scored major. Um, what made, wow. I'm in the conversation now. Sorry. (laughs) No, I, you can, you can, you can be in the conversation. We'll, we'll let people try to guess who you are. (laughs) They should recognize the voice. They should. They they might. Probably won't. They probably won't. They should. There was a guy at Southeastern Salvage on uh, Saturday who recognized my voice, which that's unusual. That doesn't happen that often. That's pretty cool. Huh, it was cool. He was like, I know me. you. Where do I know you from? And I just looked at him. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Area 4 is an interesting piece, especially when you unpack the carry optics side of the competition, because this is the lead up to nationals. And I don't mm-hmm. want to diverge because, Jeff, your accomplishment there is one to be very proud of, a 1,400, uh, 1400 point score. And the next closest competitors at 1200, you know, I mean, you, you did a thing. So congratulations to that. I noticed that earlier when I was doing a little, uh, 
little investigative. I am not in the discord. I would like to be, um, if you have to pay, I've, I've got American money that I can, Jeff pay can get you. A, Jeff can get you a link, John. <laughs> oh, dad gummit. I said your name. <laughs> Did you? I missed it. John's I wasn't even anonymous. There's a lot of them out there. There are a lot of John. In fact, that could be. I'll, is me. I'll yeah. be me in the discord. I'm not worried about that. <laughs> Maybe I should be. If <laughs> Jeff just laughed at me, that's cool. Matt Hopkins is scared to be himself in the discord. That's you true. Know that, right? That's true. He's in it. Uh, yeah, he's in it. True. But, uh, well, let's, yeah, let's say yeah. this. I don't have any political aspirations. Move on. <laughs> No, Carry Optics was I, yeah. Carry Optics is very interesting. We'll get we'll kind of dive into that when we get into our. Uh, we're gonna have Nationals predictions here, here soon. Um, so Jeff, uh, area four. The other interesting thing is you had a very Jeff performance at this match, and I think I, cause mm-hmm. I think you have something to say about this because you started out like first seven stages just raging. I think your first stage of the match was your best stage of the match. Didn't you start on stage seven? Yeah. True, true to form. Yes. Yeah. Absolute best stage of the match. And then like the last kind of half of the match, mm-hmm. it, it, it wasn't as good as the yeah. first. Mm-hmm. It kind of tailed off a bit. Uh, like do you, what was that? Was there something different at this match or just tired? Uh, it was a combination of three things, I think. Okay, so what felt like the last half of the match, the stages, I believe that's where when some of the longer stages were. Um, I haven't looked at the numbers, so Potato can correct me. Potato's on it. He'll <laughs> fix it. He'll that. figure it out. <laughs> okay, they felt longer, all right? Uh, so they felt longer. There was there was a bit more like I don't want to say gimmicky, but like proppy stuff. So there was a door to open. There was unloaded starts. There was seated starts. That type of stuff was towards the last half of the match. Uh, and then the other thing was the last half of the match also was where all of the stuff that was just terrible design for low cap was all kind of on that back, that second half that I shot. Um, so a combination of those things and, and being tired. Yes, I was tired. It was 12 stages one day. It was over 90 degrees. Uh, it was pretty warm. So it, it had me, uh, had me pretty gassed by the end of it, but it was, it was good, but it was the most, it was the, the worst match for, low cap that I have shot to date since I started shooting. Like normally it does not bother me. Normally I go shoot a match and, you know, throw a lead out here. People, people will start grabbing about standing reloads and stuff. doesn't really bother me most of the time. This one, it was kind of over the top. I was like, I was loading to my fifth pouch. I was like all the time. I was shooting like one target and then reloading and then two targets and then reloading, um, shooting to nine rounds, shooting to six rounds and then shooting to nine rounds all in one position. It it was just kind (laughs) of crazy uh, trying to manage it, shooting eight rounds. And yeah, like I said, normally that does not bother me because I like to kind of roll with the punches and, and find the challenge in shooting low cap. But this one was tough. It was really tough to shoot low cap at this match. 
I mean, yeah, and that, the thing is, like, it's it's more painful shooting low cap than high cap. But that's that style of stage isn't fun as a high cap shooter either, because nobody wants to just. At least I personally, I don't. Maybe there's open shooters that it was all designed by somebody who typically shoots open. Uh, I don't want to go sit there and and burn twelve to fifteen rounds all from one spot. Uh, because I mean, yeah. I saw, I saw one of the stages, like had a door, I think, um, mm-hmm. and yeah. it, that entire stage, like you could simply have made it a box to box stage and just said, shoot 12 here, shoot eight here and shoot 10 here. And it, and it would have been the exact same stage, the exact same shooting challenge, uh, with, with just doing that. And like, that's not interesting. Doesn't matter what you're shooting. Uh, even if you're shooting PCC, that's not, that's not all that interesting. So, I still contend that stages that are interesting for low cap are in more interesting for everyone because it gives you, it's just, it's just more interesting for everyone. Um, Almost always. And, and the big difference should be in a high cap division, you can connect a few more positions mm -hmm. where you can keep the gun mounted a little bit more frequently, but uh, from beep to unload show clear, never dropping the gun off your eye line except maybe to jam one reload, that's not fun. Yeah, um, mm. It's certainly not fun multiple stages in a row. One of those, like a rare spice in a 12-stage match, is fine. Sure. Yeah, so that, like, that's something that I just I would love to see better. Uh, and unfortunately, I kind of knew that. That's probably why I wasn't at Area 4, even though it was a close major to me. But I kind of knew that going in. That's probably how it was going to be. So yeah. I didn't want to waste I the time. I figured you weren't there because you were scared. Yeah, that, me too. Yeah, of of Timmy, but then he dropped out, so I thought you might come. Yeah, you know, I I thought Jeff needed this win. Mm. Well, if we're gonna hammer on Tim, I think we need to hammer on limited optics as a whole for the <laughs> event. Um, Fifty one shooters, right? Yeah, I mean, there was a turnout, and notably, yeah. uh, Potato, you already have your finger on this, I'm sure. Max Leagrandis just puts yeah. on a clinic, like literally curb stomps everybody else, including Todd Jarrett. Um, yeah, that's pretty commanding, especially when you look at the fact that Max could have decided to shoot his PCC and curb stomped everybody there. What was the draw? What is the draw to limited optics? And the only GM in limited optics, Tim Heron, is over there instead of in single stack where he belongs fighting the good fight. <laughs> Well, and it's the title sponsor Staccato. So they That's had right. three sponsored uh, squads for this match. I think two of which filled, um, maybe half limited optics shooters, 50 shooters in limited optics, 51 in iron sighted mm-hmm. limited. And like you said, Max Leograndis absolutely wins. I, for every major since they've launched limited optics, I just group it with carry optics. He came in fifth in carry optics. Um, that's the other important piece that's the other important everything every gun in carry optics is limit limited optics legal so until people start beating the carry optics winner with a limited optics gun it's not a real division to me not rain on anybody but rain on everybody i think you think maybe he shot it uh isn't like the slide ride optic 2011 kind of the the other gun in the the, it's the three gun, multi gun, standard gun. Well, right. the, so Max, more PCSL. than almost anybody at that level, yeah, is yeah, really, really the, familiar with shooting those well. Yeah, in the 
the shooting sport that, that Max kind of started there, right? Isn't that kind of the main platform in that? Yeah, genre? It the PCSL league. Yeah. yeah. His two gun design is that. Yes. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Outstanding. No, limited optics is, uh, it's it's frustrating because it's literally it, it's gonna pull it's just gonna pull from it's gonna pull for a, from a ton of different divisions. Um, but it potatoes right. It's carry optics with a magwell. That's that's all it is. It's carry optics with a magwell, um, and that's that's really the only differentiation. And so I, I think you're gonna see a lot of people that want to shoot limited optics because you buy a Sig three twenty. Why would I want to take my magwell off? I'll just leave that on there and I can shoot limited optics. Everything else is exactly the same. Uh, I can shoot my shadow two or whatever. Why not shoot it with a magwell? That seems better. So I'll shoot limited optics. Um, so yeah, it's, that's a, that's a whole thing. Uh, <laughs> that's a whole thing. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I think 24 months, um, there functionally won't be, carry optics there will still we'll still have carry yeah. optics national so we can field an ipsic team but it'll be a, a zombie division at most level twos right interesting, right. interesting. It's, it's only right now it's only it's only holding on because it's what is a real division right now and it's what nationals are in so people are signing up for that uh that's that's my take um jeff what else on area four <laughs> They had really good tacos. No, no, no. So, okay. So you had a couple stages that you're forgetting about. You had a couple stages. It was kind of like after lunch, uh, kind of starting the second half of the day. And, and to be fair, I'll give, I'm giving Jeff a bit of crap, which is not unnormal, but Jeff drove from Oklahoma that morning. So he did actually did have a long day, even mm. like he didn't get a hotel in Dallas is what, like a three or four hour drive. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go with, let's go with four hours actually. Wait, what, how far was it? It's two hours. Oh, geez. Okay. Never mind. I was, I was, I do that for a local. Right. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. Never mind. Uh, Jeff doesn't have a reason to be tired. Uh, except he had to drive himself, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. Well, but, I did have to be there like right after seven. So I did have to get up at four o'clock. Which is your normal, that's like your normal standard wake up time for every day. Yeah, but not for most people. So okay, but that's yours. So like, you should be operating as normal. Um, but so, but after lunch, like you shot a couple stages, and like you were shooting well in the morning. And then you shot a couple stages. You weren't throwing mics, but you threw like a lot more points down, like ten Charlies, nine Charlies. Yeah. Uh, it was just a lot sloppier. Um, yeah, talk to us yeah. about that. Um. At one point, I was just trying to sort of compensate for the standing loads that I was going to have to do. So I decided I was going to take in less confirmation and try to rip a little bit. I never really felt like I was risking mics. Um, and I, I didn't pick up any during that time. But it, it was just my way of trying to make something out of a situation I didn't really like, I guess. Um, but... Yeah, that that's what it was, and it got sloppy there for I think two stages. I had like nine Charlie and ten Charlie uh, on those two stages, and then then we decided to reel it back in and take in some more confirmation. And you know, it was I didn't get awesome or anything, but kind of back to my baseline. I let it 
let it get off the rails there for a little bit. But it was interesting being able to do that on the fly. That was what kind of made it interesting because I've never really been able to do that. Uh, so that was kind of a first for me at this match was being able to show up, be like, okay, I'm going to rip a little bit. Rip, not really getting the the outcome I wanted. And then being able to reverse that and go back to baseline. Uh, so that's that's kind of a new tool in my toolkit that I don't know that I really had before. I don't really know when I picked it up, but it was cool to, to see that live and be able to do it. So, yeah, that's a, I mean, that's honestly, that's one of the, I think most elusive skills in our sport is being able to control your speedometer, so to speak. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Not many people can do that. Yeah. Cause up until really this match, like we've talked about in the past, I always shoot better at matches. Like I always shoot better at matches than practice. I've never really known why not something I can really, I don't know, quantify, I guess, but at this one, I, I was able to control my shooting and kind of understand it a little bit better than, than I had before. So it was just different. It felt different at this match for one reason or another. So, We'll see what it feels like this weekend. I'll be heading to Free State to shoot in Kansas. So uh, maybe I'll experiment with it a bit more and and try to rip on a couple stages and see if I can reel it back in. Yeah, no, that that's that's cool uh, and interesting to kind of mess with. All right. And then, Jeremy, your uh, secret guest has the inside scoop on the other Area 4 drama. Yes. Beyond. <laughs> Yes, post-lunch slump. Yes. I don't know to what extent I need to comment on this at this point. Uh, Potato, I gather from our pre-flight here that you you got a little more into it. You've seen a little more documented information about it. But I've spoken to one of the shooters who were involved. And uh, his take on it is there was clearly a discrepancy in the timer position that cost some number of seconds. So... Uh, even so, he still ended up with the overall win. However, the swing in points that did not go in his favor would have given him not just the carry optics division win, but the actual overall win for the match, meaning he would have been high shooter overall and beat Casey for the uh, for that overall title. Um I haven't seen anything on it. I just know one guy's take on it and I have a conversation scheduled with the other guy who's involved in it. So um, that's probably as far as I can carry that ball at this point. So uh, we can, we can go further. There also a uh, cash payout at area four for a place. Was there? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. That makes it interesting. Yeah. I actually think the carry optics cash payout was like $1,400 or something like that. Wow. Was there one for overall? Ah, uh, that's a good question. I don't uh, know. I think it was division, division, and I think it was division and podium um, slicing. Yeah, so who came second and third? Uh, uh, difference of a few hundred dollars. No, I think okay. it was it was division, and I think they did some cl- some uh, class payouts as well. Well, it would so okay. So, so what what is? What's being spoken because it's out there. Like this is not 
Ben has shared it. Uh, like, I mean, I've seen it yeah. in several different places, social media. So Neil shot, I think it was Neil's even last stage. Of, was it last stage of the day? Um, it was one of Neil's stages. Uh, Which stage? Which specific stage number? Stage six. Okay, that's what I thought. I was looking at competitor, and that's what I thought. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. so so Neil shot the stage, and his time is quite a lot faster than anybody else. Um, and and we got video of it, and the the RO, the scoring RO, is standing way, way, way far behind him. Um, yeah, uh, and orienting the timer to the ground. Right, so, right. So you you can give the shooter some space if you kind of know your timer and you're mm-hmm. point, pointing the mic at them and you sort of know the acoustics of the bay and they're shooting an open gun. You can be back five six yards, especially if you know there's a big retreat. Like there's a way to do that staff yeah. appropriately, but that is not what the video shows. Right, and, and not and the, the other thing you have to do if you're going to stay back, you should be if you're oh you should be doing this anyway as long as as long as the shooter's in a. a very safe position watching the timer for the last shot at least so you can see hey this timer is picking up last shot uh especially if you're not close um and and that that wasn't happening that also protects the shooter because more than once um people have uh unload show clear racked around out hit the timer yeah just added two two and a half seconds to their time so i mean as an ro you want to catch the last shot both ways Yep. Actually, the uh, so the cash payout for Carry Optics was the winner got fifteen hundred dollars, but also first place GM got five hundred dollars. However, the winner was unclassified. Okay, so but but this if if I'm not so first mistaken, place GM would be Tom Castro. If this this number inversion is Dazi not is Dazi not a GM? Oh no! Sorry, you're you're. Um, no, the way the points would swing, it would go to Castro first. Oh, I I didn't. Okay, Dazi because, because of because of score compression, it would yeah. go to Castro on um thirteen forty five points, Dazi on thirteen forty three. I didn't wow. realize. Uh, I didn't realize Dazi and Castro were that close. They they were. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially, on an identical score. Yeah, it wouldn't alter Nils's point haul because you could still have a stage win with the points he shot, 28 alpha for Charlie if in, mm-hmm. say, 15.5 seconds, for instance. Uh, and it wouldn't alter his point haul. It would increase everybody else's right. that were depressed based on their, their percentage of that win. Right. Um, so, yeah, so it's just uh, – I mean, like, that's an – it's an, like we're a volunteer sport, right? The ROs are not paid anything, uh, and that's you know that's what we that's what we deal with. You hope at area matches that that's a little bit tighter, um, you know. And and the, you know if the RO was doing that on everybody, like who like who else's scores were their times yeah. were way off, you know that that's 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 the really the crappy part about this is like that whole stage kind of then becomes very suspect. And do we have real scores? for almost anybody on that stage. Yeah. Cause I've seen it before at other matches. Like one person gets a, a bad time for a stage because RO is standing back. And then you start seeing videos mm. coming out of other people shooting and you realize there's probably a lot of people with the wrong time on that stage. Well, they made folk, they didn't make them. They gave folks the option of having the stage tossed or driving back to area seven, uh, two years ago, three years ago. What? Uh, correct really? that. And people drove back. 
Good on that. The stage didn't get tossed. They, oh, wow. they reshot all the people who had the artificially low times. Wow. Interesting. Well, I can point to <laughs> like something. The day that, after they were done. <laughs> I can point to something that Christian said when he and I were talking today. And he mentioned that he felt like Casey's time was also skewed on that specific stage mm. based on a conversation that he had with Casey at the match. And in looking mm. at Casey's time, he's a 1260. And, uh, you know, just to see somebody as dominant and as fast and as in touch with his shooting as Christian be almost two seconds off of that and more than three seconds off of, of Nils, there's, you know, I mean, it's probably pretty blatant at that point. It's interesting, though, Potato, you mentioned that they use the commander scoring so that in practice score there's splits. And shots, or is that not the case? Not every stage. Random gotcha. stages didn't. On this particular stage, it looks like it's a pocket pro two. Or a gotcha. pocket pro one, actually. So there's a discrepancy that could be solved in the future, potentially. Shout out AMG Labs. Yeah, those. I mean, those AMGs Although would help a lot with that. you can't really trust the number of shots. It's You have right. to see that last shot. Because you know, right, if you're good RO and there's a trap, you're going to back off anyway. Well... It's a shame, however, the right guy still took the top position. The right guy still won. But what would it look like had he not for the others? And that's, I think, the big question at this point. Well, when you're talking about $500 cash, uh, that that does make a big difference. Uh, So that's that's fascinating. Um, And, yeah, I, uh, you know, if I was, I I don't know what I'd do if I was MD of Area 4. Maybe send an extra $500 to the guy that, that would have been uh, you'd almost have to send it to Dazi and Tom because they're so score. They're so close that you can't totally verify what Nils's actual time was. Uh, I don't know. That's a, that's a really fascinating, really fascinating <laughs> thing. That's a tough situation to be in too, because I have been shooting stages and been accused of <laughs> having the wrong time before. And disagreed with the accuser. Um, so it's just a, a tough situation to be in if you're that shooter as well. Yeah. And maybe this is wrong, but when I RO majors, if there is anything off, I just reshoot. Reshoot first. Mm-hmm. I would rather, and I mean anything off. Yep. Like, nope, reshoot. Yeah. If you're uh, a good shooter, you can do whatever you did again. You'll be fine. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, I, 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 I'm friends with Nils. I really like Nils, so maybe I'm biased. I'm not putting any sort – personally, I'm not putting any sort of blame on Nils at all or, or like, trying to say that he tried to pull one over on anybody. Uh, yeah. Well, and if you're I, not I'm tracking not. scores closely, you don't know what the time is on the stage, and you can't trust your subjective feeling of time. So 11 seconds, 14 seconds, 16 seconds, th- those can feel pretty similar. And it's, it's not like it's unnormal for Nils – like if he had a good stage, it's not like it's unnormal for him to just have a lot faster time than somebody else. Uh, like that, that's just not unnormal for Nils. Like we see that at nationals uh, on some stages every, sometimes he just, he does that. So again, I'm not trying to show, throw any shade at Nils uh, uh, at this. I just want, I wanted to kind of put that out there, All right, but okay. Now that we, let's move on from area four. Cause we got a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, we could keep going on that. Um, so if you guys have not figured out the illustrious voice that you've been hearing, uh, and the face that the v- video, uh, 
watchers, YouTubers. Uh, I got, I was trying to call them listeners, but they're, they're watching. Uh, they may have figured out, but, uh, Mr. John Scouten of shooting USA is, is on us tonight. Like, do you claim the title of John Scouten of shooting USA or should I like attribute like something? Is that, is that what you would attribute like it to, or is that, am I doing that appropriately? I would say that's probably accurate. The whole reason that I'm even able to reach out to y'all and have you accept, you know, my request to please, Hey, can I join is simply because shooting USA. If I was John Scouting from, from miles car wash, you'd be like, who is this now? Who are you? Um, you know what I mean? That's that's So yeah, that's definitely my foot in the door. Um, shooting USA is our television program. We've been running since 2004. And prior to that, you'll, uh, some maybe will remember Jim was uh, the host of a show called American Shooter that dates back all the way to 1993. Uh, so we're in our 30th year of putting the shooting sports of all descriptions on television. Yeah. So I am familiar with, with the show going probably all the way back to 93. Uh, I knew who, like I knew who Rob Latham was. I knew who Todd Jarrett was. I knew who Jerry Mitchell was uh, because of shows like that growing up. I didn't actually know that like, I was, I loved the shooting that they were doing. I loved watching like that looks so cool. Like I want to do that. And I had no idea until I was older, uh, quite a bit older. How long have I, you know, I was like 27, 28, probably whenever I f- discovered this sport, uh, probably 27, uh, and figured out, Hey, that's actually available locally. But I, I mean, I, I remember so vividly as a kid, watching your dad uh on that show and covering the sports and i didn't understand the sport or anything but uh yeah so when john when you were like hey i want to come on i was like oh this is awesome and this is where okay so there actually has been i wanted to bring this up um because i was like because john asked if he could if he could come on and i'm like absolutely i want to have john on i want to talk to him and stuff uh because He's like a celebrity to me, but then Jeff, like I, I reached out to Jeff and this is where like, I think there's maybe there's some beef between Jeff and John that I'm not, I'm not aware of because Jeff was like, I don't know. Do we want to have, do we want to have him on? And <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's probably time for like a follicle check maybe. So I, I'm kind of wondering oh, yeah. if Jeff's like hesitancy, like, like there's this beef, like John has like, I mean, like he's got the hair and he's he got does have a decent head of hair. Yeah. He's Thank got you. a, Good set of hair, like his chops, like they're legendary. Good set of hair on him, <laughs> like like you got that. And so maybe he's been through an evolution. Yeah, um, they're they're not quite. Uh, I mean, they're they're trimmed up a little bit. Um, there's been times when they've been a lot more pronounced, but yeah, that's the personal item. I kind of had to back that off a little bit. And when I look back on that now, some of that stuff's turning up on YouTube. I'm like, yeah, that was a little, <laughs> that was, those were a little egregious, dude. Those were a little out of regs. <laughs> Oh, that's that's great. But what's a um, beef, Jeff? Let's go, man. You mentioned this earlier. We didn't get into it because we wanted to do it on recording. So, no, there, there's no beef. Oh, um, good. I just I don't know. I didn't know John, and I would say he is outside of the type of person that we normally have on the show. Okay, I would agree with that. As a listener to y'all's program, I've been a right, listener yeah. for a long time. Yeah, but there's no there's no beef. Oh, okay. Unless we want to have beef. I, I mean, I don't mind having beef with anybody. I, I'm fine with beef. I think there needs to be beef. Uh, 
So that way, like, like if uh, if Shooting USA ever wants to have like the hit factor like on their show, you can just leave Jeff off because he has beef with you. And I'll, I'll no, would never. That's ridiculous. Uh, um, Jeff's the sole surviving original member. That's so that's you true. Leave him off. Right. Yeah. That's, what happened? That's to, what happened? Started, you were just a guy with a target on his back, Jeremy. That's true. That's true. Uh, yeah, what happened to Jared Sasquatch? Why is he not on here anymore? He's changed jobs uh, yeah. and moved. He works for and, FN now. I learned yeah. that the hard way. Yeah, uh, and moved and and so it's just scheduling. And he was gotcha. he was busy and and it didn't. He needed okay. he needed some time away. No big deal. Uh, I was yeah, thinking there was actually going to be some beef. I thought y'all were coming oh. with something. That's cool. I mean, you know, Jeff has beef with lots of people, so. There, there could be some there, but I don't have beef with anybody. Mm. Okay, it's all, it's all one-sided beef. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so John, we, we are really, really glad that you're on the show. Uh, yeah. But you, you specifically had a reason for coming on. Uh, in that the, the K Optics Nationals is coming up as we're recording this. It's, it's in two weeks. A week after this should come out. Um, there's going to be a bill drill side match again at the Optics Nationals. Is that correct? 100%. So if you remember last year at Carry Optics Nationals, uh, Hennig and Leif, Hennig Walgren and uh, Leif Kunkel, Hennig Group and GX Products, they ran a side match where folks bought in for a couple of chances at a fast bill drill and they did payouts by classification and then they did an overall payout for the fastest bill drill, which incidentally went to Isaac Lockwood. And we got a little video of that at last year's nationals. And I included that in last year's show. And thankfully Isaac bought back in a number of times and somebody had the wherewithal to film him uh, in, in landscape, not freaking story, uh, <laughs> his fast run. And yeah. because, you know, that sparked a it, it sparked an idea, and I started mulling that over and trying to figure out what could be done with that as a spinoff or as an added added flavor piece, a a something you could get some pop out of, something that you could explain quickly to persons who aren't USPSA or IPSC style practical shooters and something that they could understand and be excited about if they saw it and heard it. And thankfully, as that started to continue to marinate, um, Isaac put me in front of uh, Eric at Howitzer Clothing Company and he let me talk about it for five minutes and he started to see that also. And he's a rather private individual. I've got, I've, had a number of conversations with him since then because he is literally the driving force behind this. He's the guy who is like, yep, I want to help you do it. I want to make it happen. And I want to see it go all the way to the ideas that you're talking about. That's the guy um, Howitzer clothing. Company? That's right. He's the okay. guy behind Howitzer clothing. And okay. there's so many stories behind why that's a cool operation beyond just making t-shirts that, you know, Isaac's got a t-shirt and JJ's got a t-shirt that they make and so on. It's way, way, way bigger than t-shirts, what that guy is doing and what that company is doing for law enforcement cool. and military groups who need training, but can't afford it. Mm -hmm. um, 
he he's donated in the two years that he's been doing this, he's donated $2 million worth of training using his guys, his pro staff. And I'm not talking about he has his pro staff give the training. He pays the pro staff their rate to go and train these units. So a unit that couldn't possibly afford to have JJ or Max Michelle come and train, this guy makes sure that those units get that training with those guys and so many others, so many other names that are in his pro staff. It's all over their website. That's awesome. That's the number one goal behind his company. But at the same time, he likes the idea of a spectacle and he likes the idea of what I'm pitching here. So the way this is going to work this time, for those who haven't heard me run this spiel by, uh, the build drill side match is going to run starting with the staff match. Uh, Leif and uh, Hennig are going to get the thing rolling on Thursday. So even the staff has an opportunity to be involved and make runs at it. And then it's going to run all day Friday and then it's going to run all day Saturday. So you, you show up if you choose to, and you drop 20 bucks and you get two runs at a build drill. And as long as they're in the A, the fastest time for your classification could get you a cash payback. And then there'll be an overall payout for the fastest across the board. Doesn't matter what division you're in. If you are the fastest, you will pick up however much coffee can money is left at that point. That will be the person who enters into the bill drill challenge against Isaac Lockwood. He's the ringer, if you will. And there's a cash match for however much money the challenger comes in with. That's your money. This is not double or nothing. Colt has agreed to come on and match that money as an additional cash prize. And then there will be, at that point, there will be a coin flip. Call it in the air. Whoever wins that coin flip has the option to begin shooting or force their opponent to begin shooting their six attempts at the build drill. You get a total of six now if you're in the build drill challenge. Once you have a clean one, you then have the right to decide, hey, I want to stand and force my opponent to begin shooting their six attempts. You don't have to stand. You can continue to shoot if you feel like you're in the zone and you want to go faster and faster. By all means, man, burn it up. Regardless, I'm going to have cameras on everything. I'm going to have mics on everybody. And thankfully, thanks to the internet, I put out a video this morning talking about how I've got a camera set up and I'm mounting it to one of those commander timers so that we have a dedicated camera on a timer. And I said, what I'd really like to have is a digital display that mirrors the commander timer in real time. Well, I've talked to a number of people last week and they were like, yeah, it doesn't exist. And uh, yeah, you can get it in practice score, but it's after they're done shooting. It doesn't, it doesn't do anything while the commander timer is actually functioning. Well, it turns out AMG Labs, they're already doing that, but it's not available for sale yet. But a couple of guys have them and Alex from AMG, he's like, hey, I heard you need this thing. I'll put it in the mail today. So Shout out the industry, dude, because that changes everything. As far as having a group of people watching a build drill go down, they will immediately be able to see not only the first, you know, you'll be able to see the splits. The thing actually will show you the beep to first shot, and then it'll show you the splits, and it'll finally land on the time. And it's pretty quick based on what I've seen online so far. The next element that isn't sorted yet, because this is kind of the 
This is the the trial, if you will. This is the crawling speed, and hopefully next time is walking speed, and then we get into running speed. But the next element is real time, being able to see in real time the hits on the target. Is it a good run or is it trash? Do we have shots that are out? And I think the solution for that is going to be something that looks like an orange peel target. And that will give you a, you know, an illuminated, like a neon orange highlight if it's good and it's in the A, and then it might give you like a blue or something like that if it's elsewhere on the target. Those targets are going to cost money. But if you look at it from this perspective, I only need 12. You know what I mean? Each guy is going to get six targets. I need 12 of them. It's not a big deal. And it won't be if this becomes what I expect it to be. The next overarching thing that I'm thankful to have a meeting on Thursday of this week to discuss with somebody who might be able to tell me if it's doable or not is the idea of taking this and doing a final inside somewhere in front of live audience with full like soundstage production. Um, And that, that element is a bullet trap. that is portable and can be moved into place. The idea is you don't need to do this in an indoor range because, you know, well, an indoor range would be ideal. The problem is you can't do it in an indoor range because you can't get enough people in to see it, to make it make sense. And the idea would be to put this somewhere in an auditorium or the CalSonic arena came to mind, which is here in Shelbyville, Tennessee, because I was there for a CMSA event and yeah, CMSA, they shoot blanks. That's fine. But at the same time, I'm like, well, if you put a bullet trap against that wall, the rest of this area could be people in seats watching this happen. So that's a long shot. Like that's that's the 100 yard target at this point. We're shooting at the 10 yard target, theoretically, metaphorically. Um, but I'm excited because Eric from Howitzer jumped behind this immediately and was like, yes, I will help make this happen. And then my person at Colt didn't bat an eye when I said, hey, will you match this money? I'll do a big check and put a Colt logo on it. And they said, absolutely. We love it. Thank you for thinking of us. So in a couple of weeks, we've managed to get this much traction about it. I'm excited because it's continuing to build and, you know, an opportunity to get on your platform. And thank you again. It's a tremendous honor to put this in front of real shooters, like guys who are really there, guys who really do this, as opposed to people who are like, oh, that's pretty cool. Maybe I'll watch it is a is a tremendous benefit. And again, I appreciate it. And it worked out perfectly because, you know, this is going to hit air, hopefully one week prior to the event kicking off. Yeah, yeah that's uh, that's really cool. It's it's. It's so fascinating to me because it's such a 360 thing for our sport in that our sport started out of like quick draw. Right. Like it, it started from like how, like how fast can you draw it? And it, and it developed and it's like, well, we, we want more than that. And it, and it's just slowly developed into, you know, into the hit factor scoring with all the divisions that we have, all the different guns that compete into it. Um, and I assume a, a big reason for the appeal of this for you and especially for the viewers uh, is that, and you get what, 22 minutes for an episode? Out, so out. We're actually, we occupy a full hour. However, okay. for what I'm going to make out of this, 
you know, with the lead up being the qualifier over a couple of days, I'm going to dedicate a camera to that. And the guy's going to stay around. So everybody who mm-hmm. comes through, if you're an interesting person, if you're a kid, if you're fast, if you're slow, it doesn't matter. You know, I mean, that's going to become a hodgepodge of how we get to the final. And then segment yeah. two will be the final. So this will boil down to right at about 10 minutes total of television, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um but you're right. And the fact that this comes from back in the 60s when the leather slap guys were were just stand there and burn it up. My mind's eye vision is one of the first times I went to end of trail back in the mid 90s. And and Bob Munden was in his prime. This was like, mm. you know, five years after he'd been on. That's incredible shooting the styrofoam styrofoam cup off the back of his hand and fanning two or three shots that sounded like one. And he'd hit an 18 by 24 with, he would pull that thing and blink, blink. I mean, he would fan it and it sounded like one shot, but there would always be a guy on the loudspeaker at end of trail calling people to come see the fastest gun alive. Come see the fastest gun alive. Gather around and see the world famous Bob Munden. You're not going to believe, but you know what I mean? So that's the role that I play in this is I love this so much. And I don't get me wrong. I love Ipsic USPSA style practical shooting. I love field courses. I love watching guys break down a course of fire and decide where they can gain time, where they're going to take risk, where they might carry a magazine versus a reload and have a couple of extra shots and how that could go wrong if they need a pickup somewhere I love that. And I didn't always have that understanding of the sport when I first started bringing it to our audience. It has taken a lot of years of not only doing that primarily, but also beginning to participate in it at a very club level, if you will, to really get into the minutia of what it takes to execute a course of fire well within your capability. And then add to that the access that I have and the relationships and in many cases, the friendships that I have with some of the best guys in the game and women. And now you understand that I have a tremendous passion for this spectacle from a sporting standpoint. And many people have asked, you know, most recently on the Hunter's HD podcast with Brian, why is this not mainstream? Why don't we have a production truck out here? Why doesn't this look like an NFL production or a, or a NASCAR production? And the answer has always been it's money. But if you get away from the idea that we can't do something because we don't have money and you figure out what we can do if we judiciously and as good stewards apply the money that we do have, there's a lot that can be done here that goes well beyond just setting up a security camera that live streams. And I'm not taking anything away. That's a way to do it too. But if you've ever tried to watch that, it's, it's painful at best. Mm. So let's do what we can with what we have now. Let's get some, um, let's get some momentum behind an additional idea related to things that we all love to do anyway. And that then could potentially be the stepping off point. So yeah, that's my pitch, man. I am super excited about this. And what's interesting about this path for me is it doesn't seem at this point like it's forced. It seems at every turn as, as this thing continues to develop and we get closer, it just seems to be happening easily. And for me, that that has always been a gauge on whether or not we should be doing something like mm-hmm. this. Uh, mm-hmm. 
that's so that's gonna, why I'm excited. I've got to say, like as a uh, a fan first and a competitor second, um, which is a strange position in our sport because it's not very viewer friendly. <laughs> I'm really delighted that you worked out the details with Isaac Lockwood, who I don't know personally, so I'm just throwing this one out there, such that he could be the ringer, because this would have been such a massive distraction from his match if he had to go and win it again. Um, it really would. And he is a phenomenal shooter. And so if he had to be thinking about going and winning the build drill challenge, he wouldn't really be able to shoot nationally. Well, well, we talked about it. And when they told me that the schedules were going to be afternoon, morning, afternoon, I said, that's it. Uh, you know, I mean, to whatever extent, I'm going to throw a little bit of weight around here and I'm going to be like, I'm making this decision. This is going to happen on Saturday after shooting after the afternoon squad, because the morning squads, Isaac included, will be long finished by the time it gets to be six o'clock. And it thankfully doesn't get dark up in Ohio until about seven forty-five, eight o'clock. So we get this thing rolling six, six fifteen as everybody's getting off their stages and I'm yelling over the loudspeaker, get over here and see the fastest shooters shoot it out for this much money. It's going to be great. Isaac will have had, and he and I talked about this. He will have had time to go and walk his Sunday afternoon stages. And if he's not pleased with that, you know, if he's still distracted or he's worried about what we're doing or whatever, he still has Sunday morning to come back through and look at those stages again. But that is the greatest gap of time within the match parameter to give him the best chance. And not just him, whoever else might be the contender, because, I mean, let's face it, it's likely going to be somebody who's out of that upper echelon. I don't know that because... Apparently there are some, some other, like what Isaac calls speed ninjas out there that have been working on this. There are guys Where that are doing Scott it. Brown? <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know if Scott's coming. Um, uh, I didn't look for Scott Brown. I'm, he's going to be at CO nationals. Uh, okay. Sick, dude. I, hey, I welcome it. The more, the better, the, the faster, the better, but the deal is you have to be clean. And it, you know, there was a time when, when, we put a couple of other names on TV shooting fast build drills or shooting fast mag dumps just into targets. Uh, guys shooting out of the holster from the hip and three targets and two on each, but just do it fast, but just do it anywhere. You know, there's a big, big difference when you have to tighten it up and pull it in the A zone. Uh, so, oh, you know, I mean, one of the first six, only getting six attempts in the, in the finals. Uh, yes. I, I mean, look, Bill drill has ne never been some, I've never put time into it. Like, like just, it doesn't fit my skill set. Uh, but you could give me six attempts at that. And I could, I could very, like you, you lock, like you, have you might one, not you, clean it. You lock up on one and then, and then you have a nice one. You, 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 sh everything goes real well, but you have a Charlie, uh, next one you fumble, you fumble your jaw a little bit. Like even like six attempts kind of sounds like a lot. But when you're it's going not. for that at no, ultimate it's speed, it's, it's really not, not. And that's, that's by design, dude. That's part of the strategy piece that's put in place here. Because originally, when we first started talking about this, it was like, well, what does it look like if we do 10? You know what I mean? This thing's only a second and a half. What if we give them 10? And I'm like, nope. It needs to be three targets. You're going to see three brand new clean paper targets. Mm -hmm. Shooter one, whoever you are, whichever guy you are, shooter one to the line. And, you know... I did. I did make this concession with Isaac. We talked about it in the in the interview that we did yesterday. 
he asked that he, because he will have, he will be coming into it having not shot a bill drill. And I said, well, you got two options. You can go to the, you can go to the practice bay or we can just say this, you get two not for score runs and the opponent, you know, the contender, you also get two not for score runs to knock the, knock the rust off. And honestly, that's the kind of thing, that's the kind of noise that, you know, be one of the plastics, 1.3, 1.4 seconds that will get people's heads turning. And they will, if they haven't heard me for the last half an hour yelling over the loudspeaker, get over here and see the fastest guns. As soon as they hear that go off, if they give it damn, they'll be there. You know what I mean? So that is one of the concession pieces. But six is by design because yeah. it's it's not too many, but it's more than what you did to get involved in the first place. And I, the idea that a guy can get out there, theoretically, you could get out there and go whoosh, one, two, three, four, five, six, and put up like a 2.25 and be clean. Holster your gun and sit down and be like, beat that. And now the pressure of all the people around and the cameras and the interview and who's cheering and what did he just do? Should I do a two one? Should I try to do a one nine? Should I go one eight? Like now the mental piece starts happening and that's the feedback. And that's the thing that's going to allow me to make something in the form of a show that's longer than the one and a half seconds that these runs actually take. You know what I mean? This thing is going to be built on multiple angles and literally unpacking what are you thinking what's your plan what was that about what happened there what went right what went wrong so i'm well, very like excited gymnasts, right like for gymnasts you know when people tune into that in the olympics it's the stories of the gymnasts right and it's sort of you want this person to win right and you know i hope he still has his big old mustache everybody will see that mustache and they'll want isaac to win and then you know they'll want they'll want uh, jack brown to displace him uh, for Scott Brown to displace right? Like, be Scott. come and knock him out. Okay, I, think I have a Scott question. Brown, I think Scott Brown probably can on demand hit in the 120s. Uh, he's going to have to. I don't know that. But if, I think if he's he going to be the man, he's going to have to do it. Uh, I'm excited. Because you've said this, uh, like, the, whoever goes first, uh, you know, they get the toy flip, they can decide if they go first or not, and say they, on their second run, they have a 1-5. And they mm-hmm. decide to let the other person shoot. Does that person still get their other four runs? Yes, absolutely. Okay. You so bank your run. Back. It's like, 100%. hey, I just shot a 127. Beat that. And so then you wait. And they, and they get stand. another fifth run. So they just have one run left. And That's like, true. Oh, and they hit a 124. And you're like, okay, well, I've still got four runs. And so then you you hit a 119. All right. Well, now they have one left. And okay. it's all right there. I can I can only hope yeah. it goes that well, Potato. I really I, <laughs> no, I, mean, I believe it. Dream, like I've right? dreamt it. I've dreamt it, and I've but seen you want, it. You want you want a baller run on like the second the second for the whoever goes first. So they're Fact. like, you know what, I'm gonna hold. And then you yep. want you want the other guy to have to take four or girl mm-hmm. whoever it is to take four or five runs to get there. And yeah. I want 150 people standing around looking at that LED going what, and then it gets silent. When it's the next guy's turn, it is quiet, silent, and all you can hear is shooter ready, standby, beep, and then people go crazy. <laughs> I'm telling you, the, the closest thing to it lately that I've been involved in is the speed final at the Rocky Mountain Air Gun Challenge. 
And yeah, it's air guns, but I'm telling you, they get 250 people sitting around watching two guys shoot out for $7,500 in cash. And it's electric. It goes from silence to literally a crowd of 250 people screaming. And that is what I'm trying to replicate here. Yeah. And there's, okay. So there's, there's two things about this, which I think are, are great. One, the wider audience that aren't familiar with USPSA, you can explain them and they can understand what's happening right away. Hit factor. It, you already, I mean, you admitted yourself, like it took me years in me getting involved in actually shooting. I was, I was filming this stuff and I still didn't really understand it that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you can't, you cannot coach the audience to understand what's happening in a, an hour long, which is not that much actual hour time. But the other fascinating thing is the payout for this will probably be bigger than the payout for the p- person who wins the whole match. Oh, absolutely. Well, if I, if, hey, if I had it my way, it would be five figures. And if I had it my way, and honestly, another idea, and this is, this is completely half-baked, so I, I'm hesitant to share it. But if I can walk into a Nationals where I'm going to be covering it for Shooting USA – and we walk the courses of fire and we look around and I look at what, what, what does it look like from a camera angle? What are the points looking like here? You know, I mean, if there's some, if there's some opportunity, number one, for it to look really good on camera and number two, for there to be a swing potentially, or there's places where guys can take risks and potentially make moves. What does it look like if I come into a nationals and I've got another sponsor's check in my back pocket and without saying anything to anybody, we just go, okay, you know, seal it up in an envelope. The The secret sponsor stage is stage 15, whatever. And stage 15 is on, you know, that envelope, the secret sponsor stage doesn't get opened until awards. And they tear that envelope open at awards and it says the secret sponsor stage was stage 15. And whoever won stage 15, doesn't matter who won the match, who won stage 15, come on up, here's your check. That, oh, I would love that, but I would love – I want the competitors to know it. Right. I know. So this is the, the – this, uh, Here's what I want. This is the Dragons – here's the Dragons Cup version of, of stage wins. So yep. you're, having, you're having a not phenomenal match. You're in Odessa, Texas, which is pretty blue. Right. And <laughs> things have gone poorly. Well, guess what? If you win a stage, you get cash. Right. So your match, your match is over. But you might be able to knock a stage win out. Um, 100%. And what that does is that skews the scores for everybody who's in it to win it in, in a really mm-hmm. good way because they, mm-hmm. can't, they can't coast because those match points are no longer theirs. Or, or you sort of compress the scores from everybody underneath that, that high hit factor on that stage. And so if there are, if there are stages where you know Johnny A-class and Sally M-class can swing for the fences, hook up, and get a stage win – and that will alter the course of the entire match. That's good. <laughs> well, here's what becomes fun That's about good the idea for everybody. About not letting them know which stage it is ahead of time. You can pretty well rest assured that if I've got this thing happening and it's working, and again, this is a long shot idea. This idea is not fleshed out at all. Well, we'll see we the seven t- cameras. Maybe. Exactly. We will have cameras on the stage and typically we can film up to maybe, you know, if it's a 20 stage course of fire and it's a three day match, you'll likely see us on seven or eight of those stages just from a scheduling standpoint and what makes sense for what we have to do to make it work. So all of a sudden 
it makes a lot more sense to press if Shooting USA is covering this particular stage. Does that mean some people end in disaster? Does that mean some people move in the match? Not for me to determine other than, hey, there might be some money behind it. There might not. It might be two or three stages. It depends on how much interest I can get. And honestly, there are two elements that need to be mentioned here because I can't take credit for the idea of putting stage money in place and enticing people to become stage hawks, if you will. That goes to Tom Fuller and the AG Cup. There are other matches that have had that and they've been forthright about it. But Tom, Tom, when he developed the format for the AG Cup, he put significant money in the form of stage wins to entice guys who are no longer in the running for the overall to take chances to win stage money. The other thing goes back to a conversation that was had many, many years ago at Paso Park with another individual who will go nameless in this conversation about how his particular program had leftover money in the budget. So they hired a special effects crew to do a mass casualty episode. And that network forced him to edit it down because it was too graphic. When he was done with that, he walked away. And I said, if I ever have any kind of money like that left over in a budget, or if I have ever any kind of money that looks like that in a budget, it will be paid out to shooters. It will be put into this sport. So that's why I am excited about this opportunity in a short amount of time. We've been able to leverage this to this point. This is the crawling stage. Once this becomes the walking stage and we do it again at the next nationals and we do it again, presumably at the open nationals, we may have a lot more backing because this one went so well. The other interesting piece, and I don't want to put any voodoo on anybody, but Isaac's comfortable racing guys who have open guns in race holsters. He's not worried about it. He's ready to rock and roll. So he don't need to worry about it. That yeah, he doesn't need to worry about that. I haven't seen time. anybody in an open gun put up his numbers. So if we can get there, we've done a thing. And, uh, I'm excited for it, man. And again, I appreciate you guys letting me get on the platform and talk about it here. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, man, I would, I would love to talk more with John about uh, the production part of, of nationals and just that side of it. Uh, but we got to move on to predictions. Um, but the last topic transitions perfectly to predictions of nationals winner, because what I love about that is as we're going to about to get to, there's only a handful of people who can win a nationals. Uh, like th- th- there's not very many people who are actually in the running to do that. But when you start looking at stage wins, that, that broad, that number of names in there, like that list gets a lot deeper as far as who can actually win a stage. And so to, to have potato <laughs> potato has, I want the, I want the stage that's going to have that. I want that to be like a 50 yard standards of the weekend shooting at 50 yards is what I want. Like me too, I man. Take, Absolutely, take that not down. even kidding. Oh, uh, you give me the bill drill, and we'll do it. We can only bill drill at fifty yards. Yeah, well, yeah. Let's do that. Here's the other thing It'll to consider. Make for terrible television, but I might well, want something. Maybe it won't. But here's the other thing to consider. Let's let's just play this out a little bit. The bill drill challenge is just the beginning. Let's think of other known, fast, out of the holster pistol drills. That translate well, yeah, or the four by four, or I mean, even the L print. I don't want to do, yeah. So there's lots of lots of different angles that can be played here as we move this thing on into the future. So 
yeah, I don't want to get us back into that conversation because we've topped the hour mark and I know it's time for predictions. Um, I will punt into this conversation by saying this is easily one of the most stacked rosters of GM level talent over the course of multiple multiple squads. This there are, there are at least five dudes who you can make a legitimate argument for, and then another ten dudes who Easy. might get hot and connect. Yeah. Uh, so predictions are coming up. Before we get those. Uh, Big shout out to our sponsors. You guys heard at the start of the show, but Shooters Connection is sponsoring us. Uh, they've got all your gear, everything you possibly need. Uh, their shipping is super quick, same day shipping. And they are shooters who they sponsor untold matches every year. They give back to the sport constantly and use the link uh, in our description to go to go get what you need from Shooters Connection uh, and support the people who support this sport. Uh, and Jeff, do you have Patreon shoutouts? We uh, we have one shoutout from Jay Hedden Shooting, and he said shout out to John, John Sweet Sideburns. Sick, dude. <laughs> what was dude's name again? John. The other guy's John. John? Right yeah, on, John, yeah. dude. Thank you, man. Thank you. Respect the sideburns. I always, I will always speak to somebody in public if they're wearing sideburns that are ear level or lower. Just you can just <laughs> lead with that. Be like, hey, respect the sideburns, dude. Right on. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, so what we want to do um, is we are going to have our predictions. This carry optics nationals. Yeah, as as John said, like crazy deep field. Uh, it's 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 what makes having single division nationals cool. Uh, it's not feasible with seven, eight, nine, ten, however many divisions we have now. It's not feasible to do that, but it. it it is cool when you can when it when you can do it. Um, so we're actually going to lean on potato a little bit because rather than just us give give names, uh, we're going to kind of pick like ten, and we're going to at least like say, okay, here's kind of what their season's been like, and then we're going to pick. We'll mm-hmm. all pick from there. Uh, do y'all want to do five? Y'all want to go five deep? Make it yeah. six. Yeah, six. Make, make it six. Make like a challenge. And, and do you want to cover the the weird scheduling thing with the two super squads? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So there. Yeah. The, let's do that quickly. Uh, so the <laughs> well, this- I I'm glad you brought that up, Potato, because we started to do that and we got cut off because we didn't want to give away what we're selling here. Um, 201 and 204 are separated in the matrix by like two and a half hours, three hours. Yeah. And, and you say for good reason, and I say that freaking cripples me when it comes to making sure I've got all the best guys on an individual stage. So the, the competitive equity reason is really simple. Uh, squad 204 was originally 203, and people correctly realized that if they were only separated by one squad, the people on Super Squad A would know the hit factor on four out of six stages every day. The people on Super Squad B would only know what Super Squad A did on two because they would always be shooting, shooting ahead. If you separate them by three, then it's three and three. So at the level of competitive equity, if you're, if you're shooting six or seven stages inside the zone, it makes sense to have a little bit more um, distance between those two super squads so that people aren't walking onto a stage saying, Oh, you know, what did Jacob do it in? Oh, you know, Jacob, Jacob put up a seven, nine, that's the current high hit factor. And then people are, are sort of, orienting around that 
Because there are a lot of people on those squads who will be studying those numbers zealously. Yeah, and the other worse. thing, if they're if they're back to back squads, because I think that's how John, I think you would prefer them back to back. The the challenge thing, if they're back to back, whoever's whoever's behind them, whoever's the following squad, especially since it's same division, they have a they have an advantage because a lot of times they will get to see if there's mover sequence. They will get to go and watch and see what the mover sequence is when somebody's actually shooting, not just mm-hmm. and that like obviously like that stuff kind of happens when they can watch they can watch another squad shoot uh, like in the morning squads or if they're an afternoon squad they can watch the morning squad shoot but seeing seeing a class uh, person shoot a mover sequence is different than seeing than Nils watching Jacob shoot a mover sequence uh, you can learn a whole lot more. Uh, whenever you see somebody of a, of an equal ability level, so I, I can see I can see a little bit of of equity in that. Um, I actually do like from John's standpoint. John is trying to promote the sport on a very wide schedule, and so I would love to. Let's how can we how can we help John in every way that we possibly can? Um, you know, the equity thing is important too, uh, but we need to. Help well, John let me say well. this. I've I've faced far more difficult challenges than just having to pick only two stages because that's basically what this means is, you know, with them being separated by as much time in an afternoon or a morning schedule only, it's literally, all right, which stage and how long until they get here? Can we do this stage? Can we jump ahead and get the other squad on the other stage and then jump back here in time or wait for the other squad to come through? And that's the balance of time piece that has to be estimated. And you have to also have a concise plan so that during a squad's exit from a stage and the next squad coming in and getting their walkthrough, you've already figured out where all the cameras go. You've already spoken to all of the range officers and made sure that they're comfortable with the plan because the last thing that I ever want to do is show up on a stage and just start slapping cameras down without checking with the ROs first. I learned that lesson a long time ago. Um, but Shout, they're, they're, out to Shout out to Sway, who just learned yes. that lesson this weekend. Yes. Yeah. There's a hard way to learn it sometimes. You never know. But um, I am, I'm realistically, um, professionally reserved and confident that we will be able to make some fantastic television out of this, just simply looking at the names and the histories and literally we got to throw some names out there. So I'm going to start with the, with the number one heir apparent. And that's the guy who has won more than anyone and only lost the last one because he completely S canned one stage. And that's Max Michelle. And I hope he's in y'all's top six. Cause if he's not, I don't know what y'all are drinking. Yeah. And he's had an excellent 2023 to date. The only match he hasn't won in 2023 is a match he shot a couple days before the guys he was racing with. Um, Right. And he shot a really, really consistent clean area six. Um, But it's, I think sometimes it's hard to set the pace. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. Max has been uh, a couple years prior. Like Max, Max won all the, like the what the first five CO nationals. Five. Twenty twenty, yeah, he won twenty sixteen to twenty twenty. Um, and and to be fair, like the first few of those, the division was We're not contested. Was right, the division was was not hot. Um, that's not the case now. And and 
Mm-hmm. You know, the last couple years, uh, even in in other matches, Max has not been as dominant as he had has been uh, at times in his past. Um, but this year, like it really does seem, uh, you know, he won Dragon's Cup, which is probably the deepest match uh, outside of uh, deepest match so far this year, as far as the level of talent in CL. He won that. Um, the other matches, he's, I mean, he's he's beaten Mason. Uh, He's he's been just ex- really 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 good, and so yeah, Max is having a great year. And the challenge for Max is, uh, we to me the challenge with Max is can he be at his best when it matters the most for him and the talent is really deep. Uh, that's that has been historically the challenge for Max, and and so we'll see. Uh, then we got okay. Next, I'll throw another name. Tato's going to have more names that, that we have. The other, to me, the other and most next one is Nils. Nils came off like the hottest. Like he had the biggest year ever last year, as far as he won five nationals. Uh, now Rob Latham didn't have the opportunity to win five nationals when Rob Latham was in his prime, but nobody's ever done that. Uh, Nils won everything last year, uh, mm-hmm. so. That's that. That being said, following up a year like that is very, very, very difficult. Yeah. Um, and and we've kind of seen that a little bit in results. Nils hasn't been he. I mean, he's he lost. He did not. He did not win a Dragons Cup. He did not win uh, Area Four. Um, he was at Area Six. Who won Area Six? Hetherington won. Hetherington won Area Six. So like. Nils has been at these matches. He's been competitive. He's been at the at the top, but he's not won them. Um, and so that that's interesting. Uh, Hetherington, we got to bring Hetherington up next. Uh, not we don't not that he's next. We're not in any sort of order right now. Um, yeah, are we like listing the top twelve that we think are in the sport right now, or something right now? This is just kind of given a background on before we give people's before we give our predictions. Just just to like so people know like the names and what we think of their year right now. Okay. Okay. What factors into that. So Jeff, you, you're a Mm -hmm. fan of Hetherington. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I think he's incredible. Why? I think he, a lot of times approaches stages differently than a lot of people will, or he'll try something that other people didn't think of. You see him do a lot of that in low cap, like throwing in freaking double loads and shooting to 11 twice. And, uh, just different things like that. And he also has a very different shooting style. So he almost just like quickly walks around a, a stage, like never bringing the gun down. It's he, he looks very different when he shoots. So he's, he's definitely a different flavor when it comes to CO shooters. And uh, kind of like we've talked about in the past, he has one of the greatest abilities to just like, blow a match completely out of the water and everyone's like what the hell happened (laughs) and just like win overall at the the match right Uh, he hit a couple matches in production last year where he was you know fifth overall on top of all the Mm -hmm. open g's (laughs) yeah Yeah. so he kind of does at an area match he kind of does ridiculous stuff he has a different technique and he he has his, his own flavor of shooting. So he's a really interesting contribution to, to nationals. Yeah. He, he has a gear that 
almost nobody else has. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Next one, uh, Christian. John, you're a big. You're. I think you're maybe big on Christian. What What do you think well, about Christian? This. I year? will say this. You know, knowing that he went into Area Four and beat Nils and beat Nils while giving up a 37-ish point swing, 37-plus point swing that shouldn't have gone against him, arguably, debatably, still was able to pull that win off by almost 20 points. Um, That tells me that that very capable, professional, athletic individual who is, mind you, world champion in the open division, that doesn't necessarily apply – he speaks very concisely about the fact that he is out for titles. He wants to win titles. This doesn't help him win another open national, but this potentially is a trophy case title. And that's what he's here for. Um, and he's ready to back it up, obviously, as he showed when uh, he threw down in Texas. So that's exciting for me. The other thing that's exciting for me, uh, Aaron Eddins. Your defending USPSA Open national champion is going to be running a carryoptics okay. setup okay. in in the same squad led by Jacob. Uh, you got Aaron and you got John Browning. So the three guys from AMU are coming over with their with their carryoptics with their carryoptics gear. Also in that squad is Shane Coley. Um, I love Shane like a brother. I've known him for years, but unless something like completely unexpected happens. I, I just don't see it. Also uh, Shane took a pretty bad spill at area four and had stitches in his quad. In his quad. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's and then, but also in that squad is Christian. So you've got an interesting, uh, smattering of talent in that two Oh four squad. Um, and Hyder. So you have a bunch of, uh, right. open, open super squad, uh, Right, mm. friends, you got it. Interesting. Yeah, uh, I'm. That gets me excited to watch uh, John Browning with a dot. Uh, <laughs> I've never seen him shoot anything other than limited. I, I'm not picking John to to win, uh, but I, I look forward to seeing where he finishes. I'm sh- I'm sure he's going to shoot really really well. Uh, I guarantee you, he'll have a good soundbite no matter what happens. Yes. Yeah. Uh, for and, sure. And we didn't mention on on Super Squad A. Um, JJ, yeah, obviously yeah. won it two years ago, um, and never is far from being. It will always be in a position to win. Right, you know, nationals is a different game than these other matches. Like, you know, winning area four, winning area six, winning dragons cup, like all that stuff's great. But nationals is a different. It's a different animal. It's just a different game. Uh, and JJ always seems to bring stuff to nationals. Um, sometimes he brings other stuff with him, but you know, JJ this year, JJ has been, he's not been JJ of past at these other matches so far this year, at least what I've seen, uh, in results. Um, it's not like he's been terrible. He just hasn't been, uh, quite the J they passed, but again, nationals is a different animal. Um, Sal is Sal shooting this year. Surely, I did not see Sal. I don't think I don't think Sal Luna is shooting carry optics nationals because, like, I mean, last year was a bit of a surprise uh, that Sal showed up, but he was what third at CO nationals last year? Am I remembering mm-hmm. correctly? 
Uh, you're incorrect. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. I thought I thought Sal came he, in. He did and, very well. He was right around ninety percent. Your, oh, okay. your podium from last year was was Nils, then JJ just edging Max into third. Okay, okay. Um, then okay. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Uh, and it's Sal's not there. Uh, Mason, we've not mentioned Mason. Um, there's another. There's another. Very. I mean, he's he's not a dark horse to me anymore. I mean, he surprised oh. me a couple of times in limited nationals. That last one down there at uh, Frostproof with. You know, he's he's walking up there and he's like, yep, I got it. And I'm like, how is that possible? And sure enough, right. he did. So. And and won the second. He won two limited nationals. You uh, betcha. The, the, but Mason hasn't won the one that he wants, which is CEO or production, production. right? Production. Those, Originally. I mean, those have been his his, his two main divisions. Uh, and and he's got a he's got the talent. He's got the he's got the skill set. Uh, you know, mm. it's. He, he could very well be one. Um, so then you got a, you've got some dark horses who, who knows when it'll be their time. But these one of these names will be winning one of these matches soon, and that's people like Jared Clanton and Jay Beal and Brantley Merriam, who have yeah. the hard skills to beat yeah. any of the people we've just mentioned. <clears throat> they have the same skill ceiling. Um, they do not have winning nationals experience, but at some point, one of them will break through, and then it'll be a floodgate because there's there's yeah, a we lot just, of talent. We just saw the showdown between Jay and Mason uh, the other day, so we know Jay's shooting pretty good this year. Yeah, and that was Jared that was like had less some than highs and some lows, but when he mm-hmm. when Jared Clanton shows up, he yeah, he's pretty fierce. Yes, I agree. And then Mary. thoughts on Dazi Zhang. I mean, like uh, I would have counted him out, but he just had a very, very strong weekend, and the guy's a phenomenal shooter. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it's not someone I think is going to win. And, I, and I, I'm sorry if you hear well, this, Dazi, but not everybody um, can. I'll yeah, say not this: can at most one will. <laughs> he's off. He's off schedule. He's he's off squad, and he's off schedule. So. That was how it went for him last year, and two years. You know, yeah, well, he intentionally got off the squad last year. Right, two years right. ago, his great year, he was off off schedule. Yeah, off squad. Yeah, you have John Vlieger uh, as well. Um, Vlieger, Vlieger. Sorry. I made him say it. I made him say it on camera, so I would say it right. I, yeah, I get it wrong literally every time, and and uh, Jessica Jonasson is going to make fun of me probably for getting it wrong again. Um, Scott Brown, who knows what Scott Brown's going to do? If his gun's going to run, uh, like, <laughs> like he could be crazy, but well, he should uh, stop borrowing Jared's. I think that's step one. That, yeah, that could be. Um, oh, I see it now. Okay, he's in 205. Who's he shooting with? Okay, assume Jack. Uh, yeah. his uh, we've got um, Tom Castro again, just finished right there mm-hmm. with Dozzy, uh, basically tied with Dozzy at area four. Uh, Tom is very capable of shooting very, very well. Um, okay, so are we ready for our top five? That's a lot to choose from. This would be interesting. Well, I'm telling you, it's so stacked, dude. Yeah, Tom Castro, we didn't mention Isaac Lockwood. Um, there's mm-hmm. Isaac's right. off schedule. He's on the same afternoon, morning, afternoon, yeah, but he's in a different zone. He's in 07. He's shooting a different zone. So that's going to be challenging for him. 
but he's shooting with Castro and um, yes. and with another uh, up and comer, Tyler. Uh, I want to say Meisenheimer. Um, I have no idea how he actually pronounces it, but it's spelled Meisenheimer. <laughs> um, who who is also you got a phenomenal it. shooter? Meisenheimer, the bagels. All right, so so do we want well. to? <laughs> Johnny's another want, name. Do yeah, we Johnny. Want to go Everybody give their one one one, and then everybody two two two, or or do you want to like you give me your top five and then go from there? Uh, since we got four of us, let's go. Let's go top five, but we'll do it in order from fifth to first. Okay. So everybody gives their fifth, or are you going to give me five through one first? Five th- five through one. Each okay. each person will give five all of theirs. That because we all, we got four. We've been going for a while, uh, just to be more concise. Um, who wants to go first? Who has their list? I got Nason. I got Mason fifth. Okay. What? What? All right. Who do you got in fourth? John. Who me? Yeah. Oh, all right. I thought everybody was going to give their fifth. All right, fifth to fourth. Are you want you want my fifth all the way to first? Like you want yeah. my picks? Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm I'm going Mason. And then I'm going Aaron Eddins. Uh, now I need my top three. And I got to go. Shoot, man, that leaves me with no space for somebody who's going to be mad at me. That's why I wanted six. I asked for six. No, so I want somebody to be mad at you. <laughs> they, they, one of these people is going to be upset with me, but that's how it's got to go, man. So. Uh, it's going to be Nils and then Max. I think Christian can win this thing, man. I think Christian can win it. I mean, that's that's notable. Uh, and that leaves Jacob Hetherington out, dude. He's going to be mad at me. And Jacob's not that in leaves there? JJ out. He's going to be mad at me. And oh, JJ's not in there? Uh, I, I still am not 100% confident in the equipment. I think the equipment has oh. I think the equipment has messed him up in the past and I think it will do it again. That's fair. So to underscore here, there are ten people who actually could win. Oh I know. And I got buttons. Which is almost I wanted- never the case. There's usually three people and like two who are in contention, or maybe it's a deep field and there's five people. But there are ten yeah. people who if you told tell me in two weeks oh so and so just won, I'd be like, Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, that's kind of the beauty. That's that's what's so awesome about uh, this one. Um, I mean, to me, the the pick that stands out from John is is Eddins. Uh, there are four. Uh, yes, he won Open Nationals. Um, I haven't seen him with a uh, with a carry option. Maybe he has shot it. I just haven't seen the results. Um, that's, that's that's my dark horse. That's my card. I got a. I texted back and forth with Joel a little bit. Hey man, what's how's the team looking? What's going on there? And uh, he said, if Edens messes around and gets hot, it's a problem for people. And that dude is, he's powerful. He is in a physical position at this point. And I'm not saying that Jacob isn't, but I think Aaron has a different mindset and has a different physicality that you're not seeing from the other three or the other two that are coming from the uh, army team. I, I a, you got inside a, insights right there. Yeah. You've got, there's a video um, with, Tilly is interviewing him. This is maybe four years ago. And um, 
he basically says, well, what do you want to do? And Aaron says, I want to win everything. That's right. Uh, and I'm like, all right, this, this guy's going places. And I think at That's the time right. he was like, I don't know, maybe A or M class and open. Nice. All right. Who's next? Potato. Potato. No, I, 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 I don't believe in my picks, so I don't stand by any of these. No, you have I'm to stand by it. I'm gonna We're put them out just to be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put them out there just to be controversial. All right, and I'm actually gonna go in reverse order because I just can't count down. Can I do that, or do I have to go five to one? Uh, I don't know. Jeremy kind of laid the rules. I want five to okay. one. You have it printed <laughs> off on your sheet, don't you? Have it? <laughs> no, I do not. I don't print anything. Um, so I, this is a mental challenge for you. It's, it's a yeah, good. It challenge. is a mental challenge, and I can't visualize yeah. <sighs> the pressure. All right. I'm I'm gonna say that Mason is in fifth, and I'm going to put Nils in fourth. I'm gonna Ooh. put Jay Beal in third. I'm wow. gonna put Heatherington second, and I'm gonna Wait, say Siler second? wins it. Heatherington second. second, and I'm saying Siler wins it. Yeah. So who did you have in third? And you notice Jay I didn't Beal. say Max Michelle. Jay Beal. Yeah, I had. Uh, right. You notice I didn't say Max Michelle. If I in my alternate ranking, Max Michelle wins it because I love that storyline. But I, I think something goes wrong. I think his sick blows up and spits an extractor out or his ammo sub minor or something. Uh, but in in the alternate version of this, Max Michelle wins it. I, I really think it's between Christian and Max, but I wanted to make a list without him. Just so it's either it's either Max wins or he's totally out. He's well, not he's even the top just, five. Yes, absolutely. Ow. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying he's coming in sixth or he's coming in first. But I think he's got a you know he's Max Michelle. He can go that hard if he needs to. So something goes yeah. wrong and he comes in sixth or he wins. Uh, look, but he's I love not it. my top five. I would, I would I would love if Jay Bill came in third. I would like that. Like I would just like cold water therapy. Like I'm all for it. Uh, like the all the uh, the Steve Anderson thought process. Cool. I love all that stuff. I'm a very like that's just all the best in the world. If anybody who's listening to or listening to our previous podcast, they're laughing at me now because <laughs> I've said other other things otherwise. But I would love if Jay Bill uh, made top three there. So uh, there's, if we're going to say there's ten chasers outside of the ten contenders, you got to put one of them up there because one of them will be. Right. That's I mean, just how it works. Uh, there's a very good chance. Yes, top five is not going to be the expected top five. Like, did anyone see Dazi there yeah. two years ago? Did anyone see Bradley there three years ago? Like, let's right. be honest. Did anyone see Jason Bradley coming in second to Max no. Michelle yeah. in 2020? Uh, Jason or, Bradley didn't. He wasn't even sure he was going to shoot the match. His shoulder hurt. Right. Uh, you know, yeah, for sure. All right, Jeff. Oh, I, was to, one. I was trying to pick my four and five. Um, all right. I'm actually, I'm going to put, I'm going to put this stuff, this stuff. All right. I'm going to put Aaron Eddins fifth. Is that simply because the insider information you just got from John Scouten? It's because he's a you national give champion. Some stock tips, John. It's because he's a on. national champion with a dot. Like, okay. Yeah. Um, so this is the only position I don't have filled yet. This fourth. Hold on, just a second. 
Give it so to your boy Jared. Come on, put him in there. Oh, he does. He does like Clanton. I love Jared. I love what he's doing. But I don't think he's there yet. I hope he proves me wrong. I really do. But I don't think he's there yet. Not- Did y'all mention Jay Clay? Were y'all mentioning him just a second? Yeah, ago? that's Jay. Yeah. That's Jay Beal. And then Jay we Beal. didn't mention Brantley Merriam either. Who, Jay you know, Beal is the guy who turned me on to that AMG yep. display. Yeah, he's been yeah, showing that on. Uh, yeah, he's he's awesome. Shout out that dude. Yeah. Okay, I got it. I got it. All right, so I got Aaron in fifth. I got Max in fourth. I got Nils in third. I got Christian in second. And I got Jacob Winning. Wow. Okay. Man, the names you left off that list. It hurts. <laughs> you, it there's hurts, no good man. there's it no hurts. good way to do this. I'm shocked that I didn't pop smoke and get out of here before this. Because now <laughs> I'm thinking about all these dudes. This is well, and this I, I is can't believe crazy. I didn't say Brantley Merriam because his trajectory is twenty sixth, ninth, fourth. Like that's yeah. that's a trajectory. Math wise, he's there, yeah. Dude, this yeah, this field is ridiculous. I, it's this so exciting. Is, I love this it. Feels yeah. amazing. It yeah, is. it's stacked, bro. It is. I I wish honestly, I wish I could go to the match just to do live coverage of it. I wish, I wish yeah. that I could do that because that would be awesome. Um, okay, number five, the very popular pick in number five. I have Mason. Like mm-hmm. I just, I have a tough time. Like I have a tough time envisioning Mason being outside the top five. Like, right. He could win it, but I just have a tough time seeing him not figuring out how to be in the conversation in the last few stages. Uh, fourth is Max. Max. Um, like, and that, like that feels like an insult to Max, but it's like, like, what do you do? Uh, third is, uh, it's going to, it's going to make him mad. Uh, Cause I have the, I have him, the, I have him the lowest of anybody. Uh, I have Christian in third. Um, <laughs> that's the lowest that anybody's got him. He listens uh, to y'all's podcast. Oh, just wanted you to know, know that. I know. You're just uh, staying true to your form, Jeremy. Just look, shitting on Christian. <laughs> I, I don't feel like that's my. Full, I don't feel like that's my form. Uh, look, I I don't feel a need to justify it further, but I've got him in third. I've got Nils in second. Um, look, it's nationals. Like Nils, Nils just like he brings it to nationals and, and when you've won as many as he has, nobody in the field has as many as he has nobody like, like, and there's like, I can't discount that as hungry as the other guys are like, it's different to be hungry for it. And it's different to have been there and done that time and time and time and time again. Uh, so I've got Nils there. And then I got Jacob winning it. Uh, probably cause I like, I, did, I want to see Jacob win this match. Um, he DQ'd out of, was it area, area six? Area five. Area five. Area five, he DQ'd out of. But he won barrel area six, pickup. correct? Yeah, it correct. was a barrel pickup. Just, you know, twirled the gun. Um, pretty mm. easy to do, honestly. Especially on a barrel because those guns, if it, if it was spin. just a plastic, like, if it was him, just a plastic, yeah, if it was a plastic barrel with no carpet, that's a, honestly, like that's a, the MD should have fixed that. Uh, you got to be safe with your gun, but, uh, and I don't know the situation, but Jacob is, 
Jacob's a monster. He for everything that Jeff said, like I don't care what anybody else done does, nobody can stop Jacob from winning this match unless he screws up. Like that, like I I, I do believe Ooh. that with Jacob. Ooh. How about nobody picking JJ for the top five? That's that was what I yes. Yes, that's crazy. Uh <laughs> this like, this is hard to do. It's a it's a difficult thing to do. It really is. I got him tomorrow at two o'clock to talk about nationals. So thankfully that interview will be over before this hits the air. <laughs> oh no, I'm gonna I'm gonna screenshot. I wrote everybody's names. I'm gonna screenshot it and put it yeah, on the uh put it on sure. the Instagram and I'll I'll make sure I tag JJ. Tag everybody. Yeah. For Just- sure. <laughs> well, don't tag the people whose names we didn't mention who we probably should have. <laughs> no, or I'll answer for it. I'll stand by it. I want, you know, prove well, me wrong. The, the rest of the top 10, there's going to be a bunch of names, too, that aren't on these two squads. It's going to be Tom Castro's and Isaac Lockwood's and whatnot. And, you know, Dazi's. Yep. We're going to. Look, the top, 20, the top 20, like the, the percentage of finish of the dude that finishes in 20th place is going to be absurd. Like, it, yeah. like there's, I could very easily see it be like 94% and you're in 20th place. For yeah. sure. Which normally 94% is like top five, like right. at worst, uh, like top tip traditionally top 16. Like if you're 16th place in a, a normally fielded nationals, you're around 85%. I was going to say you're mid eighties. Right. And then a less uh, populated division, it goes all the way down to 81, 82. Correct. Uh, and this one, you'll be at 20th place. And I, I think you'll be 20th place well over 90%. Uh, well, unless, and I think 80th place will be 100. You'll be back in 100 and 80%. Oh, it, maybe, possibly. Uh, so, yeah, it's just a crazy deep field. It's no, it's no insult to somebody that is a threat to win this. And if they weren't in our top five, because there are a lot mm-hmm. of threats to win this that that we didn't, we didn't list. Um, Did you already look at the the percentages and placings from last year? Were you just talking about that? I was no. not looking at those. No, I was just going off my head. So, yeah. So top sixteen were all inside ninety percent. Yeah, that's yeah. I insane. think nineteenth uh, place was ninety percent. And so top, you had to go to twentieth to get to eighty nine. Dude, and top uh, eighty six people were in the top eighty percent. Yeah. That's that's gonna, insane. Somebody's going to shoot eighty percent, and they're going to come in one hundred and eleven, and they're going to be like, "I'm terrible at this." And you're like, for most of the history of USPSA, you would have been just outside the top sixteen, <laughs> right? <laughs> Absolutely. That's uh, nuts. So, yeah, brilliant. Well, that's awesome, uh, John. Uh, thank you very much for coming on. I really enjoyed uh, the conversation. Yes. Um, I want to have you on more after I'd, I'd love to get an after action report of, of the, uh, the build drill challenge and nationals. I still want to talk more about, uh, just the production side and shooting USA side of stuff. Uh, well, let's yeah. do it. So I I've been a fan for a long time. I'm going to feed people twenties the whole match. Totally. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You bring a handful. Really, of extra and, and, you know, you send a uh, scout my way, Jeremy. I'll, Dude, can we sponsor yeah. shooters and like? Yes, can we bankroll people and then get a cut of their winnings? Yes, like that's, a, that's between y'all. Yeah, that's between y'all. Whatever y'all want to do. Hey, I'm, I'm y'all need that. to also go check out uh, Shooting USA's video where John interviews Isaac Lockwood 
and they yeah. talk about last year and kind of how he approached it last year and and mm-hmm. and the money he put down and the conversation with his wife and all that. So mm-hmm. it's a good video. So go watch that. Uh, yeah, he's a, he's a cool dude, and uh, I'm I'm super excited to see this happen. It's yeah, it's going to be, be able to uh, put that link in the show description. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That would be awesome. Sweet, dude. Give me them YouTube views. I appreciate that, Jeff. That's cool. We'll do that. Uh, also, Potato coming on, offering incredible insights. Uh, I believe that was where near autistic levels of insights, uh, as it has been has been uh, eloquently stated in the past. Most people aren't going to get to this point, so that's okay. I feel all right saying it. Uh, but thank you for coming on. Uh, and Yeah. It was awesome. Uh, for everybody who listened, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Sick. Thanks, fellas. Yeah. Bye.